There's only one authority on the Tennessee Titans, and that's the Tennessean. And there's only one show that's an authority, too, and you've found it. This is Talkin' Titans. Hello, everybody. I'm Tommy D, sports director for the Tennessean and Tennessean.com, and I'm here with... Eric Backrag, Titans beat writer for the Tennessean. Gentry Estes, sports columnist for the Tennessean. And we are talking Titans, but we're talking the entire NFL because we are going to pick every game in Week 16 against the line as it's uh, currently on this Tuesday afternoon when we're recording this on BetMGM.com. Uh, last week, Eric, you went 8-8, eight and eight, and you're 113-111-2 and two on the season. I won the week. I went nine and seven, which brought me to a miserable one hundred one eighteen and two. And Gentry, you also went eight and eight, and you are a hundred and one eighty nine and one. You joined us a little later in the year. I'm eight and seven on my picks of the week. Eric is seven and eight, and Gentry is Gentry. You're the best picker, except on the games you feel best about. You're five and eight. Again, as I said on the college, it it, it worked that way for the college picks as well. That I've. I've have a winning record overall, but a horrible record for my picks of the week. It just shows I don't bet. Yeah. <laughs> I know enough about it, but I don't actually put it to use. Well, it's an interesting week in the NFL schedule-wise in that there's no Thursday game. wonder why that is with the holiday, but there are three Saturday games and then a slew of Sundays and the usual Monday. So we will start on Saturday where the Texans are at Tampa Bay playing the Buccaneers, and the Texans are given two and a half points. We all like the Texans because that just looks like I'm, I almost went the other way because it looked like something's up. The Bucks are going to be without Chris Godwin. I think that's a big loss for a team that was already without Mike Evans. You know, Jameis Winston threw for about three thousand yards in this last game. It seemed like I mean, re- really, he was like three hundred at halftime. I don't think he's going to be able to. That was against the Lions. I don't think he's going to be able to continue to do that against the Texans. This is a this is a money game for the Texans, and I think they're going to play like it. For the for the AFC South title, I think I think they get it done. Okay, move along with the um, uh, division game. The Bills are at the Patriots. The Patriots are giving us giving six and a half points, and I, I went against them. I think the last two weeks, if I'm not mistaken, with the line, and I just don't believe in the Patriots right now. I'm taking the Bills. I don't know if they'll win, but I think they're going to lose by less than a touchdown at the very least. Yeah, I, I think six and a half is is a lot against this Bills defense. You know, I go back to I can't remember what week it was that the Bills and Patriots played earlier this season, but. I think it was the game right before the the Titans played the Bills, and I remember thinking, "Wow, this this Bills defense made Tom Brady look downright bad." So I, I think six and a half is a lot to expect in this one. Yeah, I'm not sure he got like a little over a hundred yards, if it I was, remember. It yeah. was a pretty disaster. I've never seen Brady like that off the mark, and you know, so much of that goes to uh, the Bills defense. Patriots did win that game, though they and, did and, somehow. And, and I am going with the Patriots here. I I don't. The form is terrible right now for them. They they have not looked like a very good team, but you just know it's about that time, this time of the year, getting their playoffs. They're going to start rounding into the form that we all know they're going to show when the playoffs start. They're going to make a run. And the Bills clinched a playoff spot by beating the Steelers. It was a really good win for them on Sunday night. I sense maybe you take your foot off the gas a little bit here. The division's still there for you, but some other things have to fall right beyond this game. And I think the Patriots are going to see a team they're familiar with and, and make a little bit of a statement here. I'll tell you what I think is I don't think the Patriots are going to make a run. I'm, I'm a sell-high guy on them right now. But we'll get to that later. Another game that, that on paper looks interesting until you look real close because um, in particular the Rams have faltered many times this season. But the Rams are at the 49ers. Niners given a six and a half points. They're the favorite by six and a half. 
And we all went with the Niners, but they have not closed out as well as they would like so far. No, but but you know, given that there's still plenty at stake for him, I, th- I think there's three, four teams in the NFC that have eleven and three records right now. So, top two seeds and a first round bye is still very much on the table for for all four of those teams. You know, San Francisco has to take care of business. They didn't last week, but then again, the Rams didn't either. They looked really bad against the Cowboys. So, surprisingly uh, bad. Yeah, surprisingly bad. I like the 49ers in this one. All, all three of us went with the 49ers, although I, man, I wanted to take the Rams. That's six and a half line. But you just, Jared Goff, I think, had a, it was his thumb or his hand or something in the last game, but he, he couldn't complete a pass hardly. I mean, it was, it was tough to watch at times. And I just, I've gone with the Rams so much this season, and they just haven't consistently validated that trust. Yeah, you think there's something there, but they don't show it very often. And the 49ers, we'll see. We'll see. They're in an interesting part of the season for them. I, I think you, the Shiners might be off that a little bit, and, and this is a really, really big game for them, I think, to play well. So, I don't know. I didn't want to pick either one of them, to be honest. <laughs> Felt the same way about the next game, by the way. Yeah, and different. These are not two eleven and three teams. On Sunday, the Bengals at the Dolphins, the game we've all been waiting for. There's probably a draft pick very high that's riding on this, maybe number one overall. Even Dolphins giving one and a half at home, and I went with the Dolphins just on the theory that the Bengals are the worst team in the league, even if the Dolphins are nearly. Yeah, and I actually went with the Bengals because. I think the Dolphins are playing for something here in that they're playing for a draft pick. They're one of four teams that are 3 and 11. The Bengals to me have the have the top seat, top pick locked up because they're the only team in the league with one win. Uh, nobody else has two wins. So the Dolphins, they need a they need a loss. Is they're playing to lose in my mind. So I think the Bengals uh, you know, somehow win. Probably within the the football building in Miami, the GM and his cohorts are all planning you know if we we lose out here we can get trevor lawrence because that would be about as competent as they are since he doesn't come out for another year <laughs> um gentry you have any thoughts on this you went, do, I, do i have to yeah somebody <laughs> we, we got to pick the game no i mean the dolphins have been better than the Bengals this year i mean the dolphins haven't been better than a lot of teams but they've been better than the Bengals, and <laughs> that's, that's good that's, enough for that's me about what i've got there yeah, them and the rest of the league all right uh the steelers with a lot on the line here i think in a lot of ways two and a half point favorites over the Jets and we all went Steelers just uh, I think there's motivation there and the Jets aren't very good uh, the Steelers yeah they need this game uh, they're put together with with you know paper clips and glue but I really do believe Mike Tomlin's done one of the better coaching jobs in the league this year getting the success he's had out of yeah not much a, a good defense and just nothing on offense right defense is still good and I think that's enough plus it, the motivation the Jets have have been been known to knock some people knock some people off in situations like this this year and it would be be huge for the titans if the jets did it but i just don't see it i, I think the steelers take care of business in this one well if you thought that the dolphins and the Bengals was one to get worked up over well, we've got the giants and the redskins in washington redskins are two and a half point favorite and i took the two and a half points because i'll take points in this game because the the other the team giving points is not very good so I got the Giants. That was that was pretty much my logic too. I really, there wasn't a whole lot of rhyme or reason for me picking the Giants in this one, other than that. 
Giants actually did get a win last week, and the Redskins didn't play terribly. They pushed the Eagles right to the to the end, and, uh, and then, Dwayne, then went all Redskins. All yeah, <laughs> and Dwayne Haskins played pretty well in that game. He's starting to the Redskins. You know, they're not good, but they're starting to show signs of life uh, again. This is one where do you have to take one? Yeah, I I would take the Redskins at home, but um, I wouldn't really bet money on it. Yeah, uh, really. The we, last few games we've talked about. I'm not yeah, sure. we advise you not to bet money on, on that game <laughs> <laughs> or the or the Bengals and the Dolphins. Probably over all of them. But anyway, an interesting game between mm-hmm. two not quite good teams: the Panthers at the Colts. The Colts are given six and a half points, and again, I'm just point taken here because I don't believe in the Colts enough to think that uh, they're both pretty bad. So I'll take the the points in the misery bowl. I agree. This, this one was tough. You know, the Panthers played the, the Seahawks close last week. I think that was a six-point game. As, as we mentioned before, it feels like the Seahawks play every game close. But like, I, I don't think the, the Colts are six-and-a-half points better than the Panthers right now, you know, just especially having watched that entire Monday night football game against the Saints, who are, you know, one of the top two or three teams in the league. But just watching Drew Brees tear apart that Colts defense, uh, I just – I'm not high – don't have a lot of faith in the Colts right now to be taking them with a six and a half. I, I don't have a lot of faith in the Colts either. I'll be the one that does take the Colts though, because I think the Panthers are kind of a mess right now. And I think the the Colts, despite how bad it looked Monday night and it, it looked horrible, they, they are getting a little healthier. Marlon Mack, uh, I think you know, maybe they get Hilton out there. So I don't know. I, I like the Colts at home here because I think the Panthers are, are just a mess by now. All right, move along to uh, Highline. Ravens given nine and a half points at the Browns. I think the Ravens are, you know, one of the best, if not the best football team in the NFL. And I think they're good for it because the Browns just uh, kind of unraveled. I don't, I don't know if they ever raveled to begin with, but they, uh, they seem to regress as the season has gone on. And I, even at home, I just don't think I don't think they're playing like a team, and they're playing like they have any motivation at all. They are, uh, along with the Falcons, the two most disappointing teams in the NFL this year, in my opinion. The Browns probably are the most disappointing team in the NFL. I would take the Ravens probably plus or minus fourteen in this game. Yeah, yeah I think, fourteen I think and a just, half is where you start to think yeah, about I think they it. They just they run all over the Browns. This yep. this has got forty two to ten written all over it to me. Speaking of those Falcons, they are seven and a half point favorites at home against the Jaguars. We all went Falcons. I think I had the Jags last week and uh, got a win with that, but I I don't believe in them in this spot. I still think the Falcons have like a playoff roster, and every so often that shows up, and the Jags do not. No, it's hard to see the Jags beating a Falcons team that was able to beat the 48. What what the Falcons have done, though, it's it's shown that we weren't wrong in saying all year that that, that they had that kind of team. They just weren't playing like it. I was pretty stunned that the Jags were able to get that win. And that was a game when they played the Raiders last week, last game in the Coliseum. The Raiders were dominating them at about midway through the third quarter. The stats were really lopsided. It was looking like exactly what it's supposed to. And, And give Gardner Minshew credit. He led the team back. And they got a like drive, the and they got a drive in the last minute, and and you know stole that game away from them at the very end. And I think if the Falcons are in that kind of situation, you know they could they could lose to the Jags, but I I don't think they will be. I think the Falcons are are putting it together. Yeah, I agree. I I still think you know as we've said before, Falcons one of the most disappointing teams in the league this season. But again, that's that's kind of just a, a testament to the potential that we all thought they had. And as as you guys have said, we've seen. 
uh, in spurts sporadically this season. I think think they get it done this week. We're going to skip over to the West Coast and look at the Raiders at the Chargers. The Chargers are giving five and a half points to the Raiders, and I think there was a point a few weeks ago where where we kind of felt like the Chargers were kind of tanking, and, and that's it. And, and the Raiders have, I think, completely tanked lately. So I, I kind of went, I went Chargers because I think the Raiders are are on the downslide still, while I think the Chargers at least have leveled off at what they are. I think the, the Chargers have better players. They have all along, but they also are a little healthier right now. The Raiders, you know, they've, they've tanked here at the end, but they've also suffered a string of injuries, and they're just not – they're not in a good place right now, whereas the Chargers are still going to throw Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry and Melvin Gordon and people like that out there. So I, 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 I say the Chargers should be five and a half points better, but Chargers haven't exactly been a very good team either. Yeah, so. I, I feel like this was less faith in the Chargers. I took the Raiders less faith in the Chargers than anything else for me. Also, honestly, I was looking at the standings. I was like, all right, I'm going to have to start making some games up here if I want to catch, catch Gentry percentage-wise. And uh, – so I went with I went against the grain in this one. All right, we move along to what I think is an interesting game, at least line wise. Uh, Cardinals at Seahawks. Seahawks giving nine and a half points, and they just never win games by nine and a, nine or ten points. And I think it's happened like a couple of times, but they seem to just you know, they wait around the fourth quarter and then they let their quarterback do Russell Wilson do his thing, and then they win the game by six or four or something like that. And I think that's what kind of game I see this as. I went against the grain and I took the Cardinals, not because I think they're going to pull an upset here, but because they might pull a, either either a late cover or just kind of hang around. And now the Seahawks look up in the fourth quarter and say, you know, we're supposed to win and we're down by three. Mm-hmm. And then they do what they do. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with all of that. But I, I mean, I just think that the Seahawks are nine and a half points better than the Cardinals. And again, at home too. At home, tough place to play. Really tough place to play, and there's still still stuff at stake for them. They still have to win games, so uh, I like Seattle here. The Lions and the Broncos. Broncos are given six and a half points at home. I like them at altitude. I think they're a little better team at home, and so I went with them. And the the Lions, who have been competitive through a lot of this season, have not been competitive lately. The Broncos had to play the Chiefs, I think, in like a snowstorm this last week. But other than that, the Broncos have been playing pretty well. Uh, they were up 31-3 at halftime on the team that beat the Titans in Nissan Stadium on Sunday. And I, I think the Broncos are one of the few teams that they fell out of it early and have still been able to improve and actually get some momentum for next season uh, under a, a first-year coach. And the Lions haven't done that at all. They they haven't gotten any momentum. They've continued to play worse, although they said – I think they peaked about the end of the first quarter on Thanksgiving. <laughs> We're and we're recording this on uh, on Tuesday, where news came out today that Matt Patricia is going to be back as the Lions' coach, which was a little surprising mm-hmm. to me, to be honest. If they rally around him, or it's like, oh no, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, the Thanksgiving game against the Bears was was the last time that I watched the Lions, thankfully. But you know, aside from from last week when they really did get blown out by the Bucks, they they've played you know opponents close for the most part. So I just, for me, you know, I don't think they win this game, but I think they keep it within six and a half. I will say we saw the Broncos' defense against a struggling quarterback in Marcus Mariota. Let's see what they do with uh, David Blau. Uh, he could have a rough game at mile high. That, that's a defense that can get after you and confuse you, and I, you've got to be pretty good to deal with that, and I don't think the Lions are at all. I think I think also, then, not that we're talking about top-tier teams, but I think the, the home field advantage for the Broncos is larger than it is for most teams. If you played – 
you know, the team that they lose to by three on the road, they might beat by seven at home. Mm-hmm. Eric and I have covered a lot of games this year where you look at the seats, both home and away, and there's there's some empty seats. Weren't a lot of empty seats at Mile High. That 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 was. And you got weather, you got altitude, and you that, got, that's a pretty serious fan base there. Yep. So we move along to the Cowboys at the Eagles in a, in a division nobody wants to win, and I, I'm still not sure. I've got to look and see if it actually has if there's a way around that because nobody should win that division. Cowboys, who are resurgent at least for one week, are two and a half point favorite on the road. We all took the Cowboys, and I haven't got the Eagles right all season, so you know what you know what to do there I, as far as picking the Eagles games I'm on the wrong side every time and I'll expect I'll continue to be but I went with the Cowboys Cowboys are a lot healthier than the Eagles that's the the big thing right now the the Eagles I don't even know who they have at receiver right now they're so banged up they have Zach Ertz and a bunch of receivers you never heard of Zach Ertz is good but you need a little more than that (laughs) yeah and and the Cowboys meanwhile they're still you know Dak Prescott Zeke Elliott Amari Cooper there's no reason why the Cowboys shouldn't be able to win this game yeah, and I'm I'm riding sort of the recency bias of what we saw against the Rams. That was a pretty thorough beating. The Eagles uh, probably played a closer game against the Redskins than, than most thought, so I like the Cowboys. We all do. Didn't they have to come back to win that, if I'm not, not mistaken? Eagles, Red. Yeah. Eagles beat the Redskins, but it was. I think it was, they, it was either back and forth or real close. Eagles won, Eagles won, but it was a photo finish. Right. It was a yeah. lot closer than it should have been. I think right. the Eagles got a meaningless touchdown on the last play to cover. Mm hmm. Okay, so we got the Chiefs at the Bears. Chiefs give them four and a half against what I still think is pretty salty defense. And Chicago in this time of year can be a tough place to play, but Kansas City's no bargain weather-wise either. But we all went with the Chiefs. I think my thinking is that they're they're more explosive. They're looking more like a playoff contender, and I think they'll put this Chicago team away. That Chiefs defense is uh, a lot better this year, and, and it's it's continuing to play better. It's going to be interesting to see what they do against uh, Lamar Jackson in the playoffs because that's that's look, what looks like it's going to be happening. I'll That'll be the, fun. I'll say yeah. that. Yeah, he'll get hit. <laughs> Believe that. And, and I do think that the Bears' defense is a little banged up. They they yeah. haven't been quite what they were. You're right. And uh, so it's tough to go against the Chiefs right now. They're playing real well. Yep. Monday night we got something. Um, teach Eric uh, a history lesson. This was called the Black and Blue Division. I don't know if you knew that or not, but because it was just hard nose back in the day, this Sounds was familiar. just. Yeah. Yeah, let's just line it up. I mean, they, it wasn't three car, yards in a cloud of dust. It was three yards and a bunch of ice and snow. <laughs> yeah. So the Packers at the Vikings. Vikings given three and a half points at home. And I took the Vikings because I believe they can run the ball and control the ball. and, and keep, If Dalvin Cook's healthy. That's true. But I think their line's built to run the ball anyway. And and I think they will do that well enough. And the Packers just uh, have only shown it in flashes they might be getting to be that team that people thought they could be, but I don't think they've been consistent enough in that lately. The Packers always seem to, when they get in these games where they look to be outgunned and they're going against a really good team on the road and you're thinking, yeah, you know, probably not, that's when the Packers have usually won. And I, I don't – Vikings have been almost unbeatable at home this year, but for right. some reason I, I – and the, the spread, I think, had something to do with my pick there, too. I went with the Packers. I think it would be a close game. It would be a field goal kind of game, yeah. four and a half, I think. Yeah. I do, too. I just – Minnesota at home this year. I, Three and a half. You know, it's, it's hard to pick against them there. I do think a lot comes down to how, how healthy Dalvin mm-hmm. Cook is. But if he's healthy, I'm picking the Vikings at home almost every time. I that think. was part of it for me, too. Although I will say, Madison, their backup is hurt, too. But if they have to play a running back named Mike Boone, watch out. That guy's pretty. That guy's a pretty good player, and 
he um, if you're if you're still playing in your fantasy football league this CQ weekend, <laughs> you're in championship weekend and you're looking for a waiver pickup. And that thing, you know, that is a Monday night game. So you got to have some real guts if you're going to ride that out. But <laughs> you better be, you better be an underdog and willing to throw everything. It's tough because what if you have Dalvin Cook and they sit there and go, I don't know, game time decision. What do you do? Because mm-hmm. you can't. You're not going to be any. Brutal. You're not going to go pick up Aaron Jones on Monday night. No. I'm, a, I'm a few <laughs> years removed from um, picking up uh, a guy who hadn't been doing much, or I don't know if he was on the roster. I'll see, but Terrell Owens winning in. Um, championship for me on the night last night in the championship game of the fantasy football where he threw a touchdown pass and I, I somehow got picked him up like in the playoffs and I just started him kind of on a whim because he hadn't done anything and uh, I think he threw a touchdown pass and that was how I won my championship so I still remember it and cherish that moment thank you <laughs> T.O. so anyway uh, the Saints giving two and a half points at the Titans a, that seems like a low line to me, mm-hmm. but when you look at what the teams are and what they've done, I think maybe it's a – first of all, I think Vegas habitually just puts a two-and-a-half-point line on all Titans games, one way or another. You've been saying it, and, and you've been correct every single week. It's, it's, it's like it a rubber like stamp. It's just going through an right. assembly line and two-and-a-half, two-and-a-half. It doesn't know which side to put it on. But that just seems like a low line, so I went with the Saints because I think they're just measurably better. I hope for the Titans' sake they didn't watch that Saints game Monday night <laughs> yeah. because they they didn't look beatable. Nope. And uh, I'll Drew Brees he looked did very throw one well. incompletion in the first. Half, yeah, I mean so, he was yeah. twenty nine of thirty. Perfect, you know, yes. not thirty for thirty. Yeah. Uh, but Michael Thomas at this point looks to be one of the most he play by play unstoppable receivers I've seen in that league in a long time. And that's scary when you consider the Titans secondary is banged up as as banged up yes. as it is. Um I think that'll be a key thing. A lot well, of weapons got Camara. Yeah. All that said, this <laughs> And their defense is for whatever terrible, reason I, I agree the Saints to me are, are measurably better than the Titans, but for whatever reason they have a knack for keeping these games close and even winning. You know, you go back to last year with the Eagles, the Patriots this year earlier, the, the Chiefs finding a way to win. I, I think they find a way to win. I, I hear you on that, and I do feel like the, the Titans – I have faith in how they've been playing lately. Mm-hmm. I do. But the Saints are good, man. They are they, good. They, they're, they are not who you want to be playing at, at, in a game like this this time of year. This is, this is why you need to beat the Colts and the Bills and the Broncos earlier in the year so you give yourself some wiggle room when you have to play the Saints week next to last week of the season. Funny Nothing against the Titans to pick the Saints here. Right, and, and the funny thing is it might not even mean anything for the Titans at the end of the day anyway, so we'll see. I think you, you probably are best making your pick in this game by looking at what the record is, what's left on the schedule, and how the Titans end up nine and seven, because that much is pretty much assured. There's a lot of history there that says nine and seven. So, mm-hmm. whichever yeah. way you go, but I will say this: the one thing I do like about the Titans in this game is they seem to have been a, a decent bounce back team in a few spots this year, and it is outdoors. And the Saints are not quite the same team outside that dome. I don't think consistently this time of year. If you followed them. That's no, it. no. I think the game they play and they're they're a lot faster on the turf and that and precision passing, which is a little harder to do in the wind and the you know elements. I think for the Titans, a lot of this is going to have to hinge on Derrick Henry. How healthy is he? Are you going to is he going to be able to take over the game? The Saints are a good defense. They're a little banged up on the D line. They right. maybe are a little more susceptible to the run than you would have normally seen from them. Guys, I think Sheldon Rankins is out for them. That's a big big piece to what they want to do defensively. So I think the Titans 
should just hand it to Derrick Henry over and over and over and just see what happens. I don't know if that's what's going to happen. I don't know if he's healthy enough to do that, but I think that's the Titans' best bet to keep to keep the Breeze and Kamara and Michael Thomas off the field. I agree. I think I think controlling the ball, controlling the clock will be big against the Saints this week. Yeah, and, and the thing I worry about for them, conversely to what I did kind of like about them in this spot, is they tend to be, and I'm not talking about in the fourth quarter, in the first quarter even, a team that when they get two scores down abandons the idea. It's like, well, we'll give it to Henry once we get back in the game. And I think you get it back in the game when you're down two scores by giving it to Henry because whether that's a three-play quick strike touchdown drive or a 12-play drive, if you, get a, if you get a score at the end of it, that's that gets you back in the game, whether you get seven or you get three. And what you don't do when you've get been torched is turn around and go three and out and give the ball back to the other offense. And I think they've, in their DNA the last two years, they've got a lot of that in them. And then you look up in the fourth quarter and you're behind and Derrick Henry has, you know, eight carries and you really would like him to have 18 or 20. Well, and I will say that the Saints... And the Saints are capable of getting you in that spot. They are. Uh, they've been prone to a dud from time to time. The Saints have been. And I think for the Titans to win, Derrick Henry is going to have to get going and the Saints are going to have to help. And without those two things happening, the Saints really could overwhelm the Titans pretty easily. I just think they're, they're they just have better players. Okay, so we go along to our picks of the week, which we have collectively not been great at. I think I a little above five hundred, but um, not not so far above five hundred that I would have a winning money edge if I was playing vig on all the losses. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like the Texans giving two and a half at the Buccaneers because I just think the Texans are. More than two and a half points better than the Buccaneers. They have a lot of motivation. They're not going to blow that one. They're not going to walk in there thinking, looking ahead to the Titans next they week. Yeah. I mean, this is a game that they can they can clinch something, right? Right. Uh, you're going to get the best motivated Texans. I think there are, and I just think they're a better team anyway. Uh, yeah, I was impressed with the Titans secondary or Texans secondary against the Titans too. They got their hands on a lot of balls. Now, mm-hmm. The Titans made plays, and Tannehill did play pretty well. But there were a lot of passes that were knocked away, good coverage. The Texans secondary was better than I thought it was, and that's going to matter against Tampa. Okay, so that's mine. Uh, I went with the Ravens minus 9.5 at the Browns. I mean, to me, so the Ravens are playing for the number one overall seed. Right now they're, they're trying to lock up basically. They're playing to bench everybody against the Steelers for, next for week and you really get weeks. ready. Two, two weeks of rest is what they're playing for for guys like Lamar Jackson and some other key starters because – uh, if they win this game, they lock up the number one. They could rest everybody against the Steelers, and then they have the bye. So a lot to play for. And, by the way, this is a revenge game for for the Ravens because before they went on the win streak that they're on now, I think it's 10 games. The Browns, if you can believe it, beat them all the way back in the first half of the season. I think it was 40-25. to 25. That was the Ravens' last loss. So I think they come in and just destroy the Browns. Never mind the franchise history with this rivalry, and this is a pretty heated little game here considering the original Cleveland Browns are now the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. <laughs> but um, I went with the Broncos at home, uh, giving six and a half to the Lions. I think the Lions are just a mess right now. And the Broncos have actually seemed to continue to act like they want to play football and care, and they've they've gotten better, so – I like them at home pretty big. Well, I like the thinking on all of those, particularly with the Ravens and, and the, the motivation there. You know, there's there's a lot on the line to not just win the game but put it away. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right probably. I, I, I think we're probably all all on the side of the Angels with these picks. Uh, we all missed ours last week. <laughs> yeah. So we shall see. Where that 
you know, and, and when you look at if you're if you're a Titans fan, let's just touch on this real quickly. You obviously want the Titans to win this week, but another thing you probably want is the Browns to beat the Ravens, so that the Steelers sure. have to face a full force, or the Jets, or just or to the beat Jets. the Steelers. Right. Well, yeah. you could do that, but in the middle man, but. If the Jets don't win, you probably would like this. I mean, you don't want the Steelers walking into next week needing only to win to get to the playoffs and playing a Ravens team that's playing all backups. Right. I, I agree. I, you know, I think the the Ravens still, you know, that's another rivalry game between the Steelers and the Ravens that, and it's in. Usually used to, it's they used Baltimore. to line the field with stretchers when they played, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, and it's in Baltimore, and even if it's the backups, you know, those guys, you know, have, have motivation to, to go out and, and try their really, best. Really, I don't like the Ravens as much without one guy. That's true. That's the thing there. Yeah, if yeah. that guy's he is sitting, the glue that holds it all together. Yeah. yeah, I mean they've got some other parts, but he's he's the league MVP, I think, at this point. He so is, no doubt. Okay, well that does it for this edition of Talking Titans. We hope you'll subscribe to Tennessean.com if you hadn't already, and remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. You can drop us a review and a rating while you're at it. For Eric Backrack and. Gentry Estes, this is Tommy Dees, and uh, we'll be back to do it for week 17. Talkin' Titans hosts each Thursday at Tennessean.com. You can also subscribe to Talkin' Titans for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. Talkin' Titans is a production of the Tennessean.